Hey there, it's Tanya Stokes. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, so I discovered something a couple weeks ago, and I think I shared it with you that um, I found an old audio of me promising to give you guys some content on Tuesdays. I even gave it a name. I called it Talk Tuesday. So I don't know if you realize that the past couple of weeks, I've been giving you new content on Tuesdays. I've also done two videos, and I've got to be honest with you, I am not really feeling the video yet. I know I need to keep doing it so that I'll feel more comfortable in front of the camera. And um, so this week is not a video um, podcast, but if you go back and listen to the last two weeks, um, I it's a video. I mean, if you turn on your Wi-Fi or if you pull it up on your computer, um, for some of you, if you have to turn on the Wi-Fi on your cell phone, you will actually see a video if you're listening to me on Spotify. But if you're listening to me on any other platform, um, video is not available. So, But if you want to know what I look like, you can go to my blog at tanyastokes.com. I am also a little janky. I cannot find my headphones. I've been doing a little... Uh, traveling and stuff. And I don't remember where I put my headphones. So uh, I, I can't even, I don't know what you hear is what I'm saying. Like normally I could hear the background noise or the feedback in the microphone. I mean, in the headphone and I could uh, make adjustments. But at this point, I don't know what you hear. So I hope everything turns out okay. So today I want to talk to you, like I want to get right down to business as far as what's happening in this economy um, and how it's how it affects us. So, you know, for years and years, people have been saying the beauty industry is recession proof. And if you've been watching the news, you know, they said the recession is here. Some people say it's coming, but the majority of the people said, yo, it is here. So whether you are prepared for this recession or not, I think you'll be a little better off after this podcast, and I'll try to keep it short and sweet. So as of today, in North Carolina, the unemployment rate is somewhere around 3.4%. Now that's a total. I know that sounds like a low number, but that's actually... 173,000 people unemployed. 173,000 people right now in the North Carolina area are unemployed. And 20,000 of that 173 are actually receiving unemployment um, benefits. So let's narrow it down. I am in Mecklenburg County, and I'd like to think that the beauty industry is hyper-local, just like real estate. And if you've been following me, you know that I'm also a real estate agent. So Mecklenburg, unemployment rate is at 3.5%, right? Um, so that's, I think that's a little low for the area. I'm giving you a little context to let you know that 
even though the news is like the recession is here, the recession is here. What does that mean for us? The hairdressers, the hairstylists, the beauty professionals. We know that people are still going into those weave stores, those beauty stores, and they're still buying products. Some people are at home trying to do it themselves. And then a big majority of the clients have resorted to braids. Now, I think braids are very creative. I want to go, let me go ahead and say this, because I was going to do a podcast around it, but I don't think I need to. Let me say this. During the lockdown, you know, when COVID kicked off, a lot of corporate women started a business. A lot of them went into coaching, you know, some of them went into like personal training and stuff like that. And that's a whole different animal. Um, but, uh, and then some of them went into the ministry, like people started doing different things. Some of them opened boutiques. These are just the people that I know personally, but in doing that, you decided that you, you know, you needed to create your brand and things of that nature, right? You know, I hate that somehow I, I adopted that word, things of that nature, I'm going to try <laughs> to try and get rid of that. But anyway, so we started following all these influencers or brand influencers. And um, so it's like, yeah, you know, I need to create my brand. And what is branding? Branding is the process of creating a strong, positive perception of your company and its products in your, in your customer's mind. So let me say that again. Branding is the process of creating a strong, positive perception of your company and its products in your customer's mind. Okay. That's branding, right? So we have these Fortune 500 companies. We have the big boys. And the big boys at some point decided I want, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to create this company and um, I'm going to hire a team and we're going to create this whole brand around my company, right? And I'm going to use, I'll say attorney's offices and um, I don't know, banks and just whatever industry you are in. If you just started a business in 2020, brand new, you've never started a business before ever in your life. You started your business and you created a brand for your business. And now we know that branding, creating a strong, positive perception, how people perceive you, perception of your company and its products in your customer's mind. Right now, you are working for a company that branded themselves a certain way. And I know a lot of us, this is a sticky subject for a lot of us. So we have the Crown Act that was just passed, and not all states have um, started enforcing it, but it's there. Um, crowned is an acronym. It means create a respectful and open world for natural hair. 
And it was created in 2019 to ensure protection against discrimination, right? I love it. I love what, what people do with hair. It's my industry. We are so freaking creative. I absolutely love it. Now keep that in mind. Remember, because you're on the other side of it, right? You're now an entrepreneur and you created a brand for your company. And it's everything. I was on a panel a few years ago and I said this and the room exploded. And I was so happy that some of the women had my back. We started talking about dress code and I said, don't forget that your hair is a part of the dress code. So if I have built a business where I'm trying to brand myself a certain way, because when I'm not available or if I'm not the face of my company and I hire you to represent my brand, I hired you because you, you align with my brand. And when you showed up looking this way and I was like, oh yeah, this person, yeah. Resume looks good. Love the overall presentation. Boom, we're in. But then when you come to work with multicolor braids or multicolor weave or purple on one side and blonde down the middle and orange on the other side, now you're kind of screwing my brand up. And I know everybody's not going to agree with it, but oh well. At some point, that person started a company and in their mind, they wanted everything to line up. And yeah, I know we need to move with the times. We do. But sometimes, sometimes some of the things we do dissolves people's confidence in us. Remember, I don't know what you do. I don't know your skill set yet. All I know is what I see. So I want you to keep that in mind. As you build your business, as you build your brand, when you are moving along and you're creating this brand, and this is a conversation that I have with my clients all the time. When they come in and they ask for something that I know does not align with their career, I point it out. I'll say, well, how is this going to work when you walk into the boardroom? with rainbow hair how are how are your teammates going to receive you when you do your presentation with this reading rainbow hair and it's just enough i ask just enough questions for the light to come on and say you know what maybe we shouldn't go with yellow and green and purple Right. Why don't we do some monochromatic blonde? Why don't we do some monochromatic um, browns? We can also do some monochromatic red with, you know, but a subtle red, that a boardroom red. Keep all of that stuff in mind as you continue to push. Some people have a brand. 
And some people hire you because of your brand. And another question I ask people that insist, when you insist on getting the reading rainbow hairstyle, I give it to you. But then I always ask questions like this. When's the last time you had a promotion? And the answer is always ridiculous. Like it's been years. It's been, I've due for one now. I want to quit that job because they da da da. Have you ever stopped and thought about Maybe a makeover of some sort. And just because you're not open to it does not mean that you are right. Because your skill set is bomb. But I can't trust you if I'm not around. I don't know how you're going to show up to my company. I just don't know. Are you in an industry that's recession proof? If you're listening to this podcast, you are a hairstylist or you're just somebody that loves the way I encourage people. <laughs> Either way it goes. Thanks for coming. So these are some of the things that make you recession proof. When people start thinking about changing jobs or changing their hair, it is that connection that they make with us that makes all the difference. Like, let's do the budget and let's include my hairdresser in the budget. Yeah, people are losing their jobs, but not the people in Mecklenburg County. Let's figure out how I can get my hair done in the process. Why? Because you're giving more than just a hairstyle. And you know the old thing like my hairstylist is my therapist? That is true too, which reminds me, hey, I don't know if you've ever been to a therapist before, but going to, a ther going to therapy virtually or on the phone is not the same. It does not have the same impact as that human connection. And people want and need human connection. Listen, I have a lifetime of stories about time spent with clients. And I mean, we've gone through marriage, divorce, childbirth, grief, dating, colleges, graduations, job loss, promotions, and on and on and on and on and on. We've done it all together to the point where I make jokes about it now. Like how long have we been dating? Gosh, we've been dating, what, 15 years? And, and let me tell you something else because I, I talked to you, I just talked to you about braids. Even my clients that are wearing braids, the ones that have been coming to me for double digit years and that trust me, call me for braid referrals. And half of them come in for shampoos with the braids. We steal shampoo. We steal shampoo. I charge less, a lot less, but I want to make sure that scalp is clean and I want to make sure that scalp and that hair is healthy so that when they're done with the braids and I refer them because I want to make sure that they have edges when we're done with these braids. It's about connection. It's trust. It's that human connection that will never be replaced digitally. And when I say, oh, you're getting braids? Okay, so what, what kind of braids are you getting? I go to my phone and I send them a picture. 
you should get this. This is nice. And not one time, I can't think of one time where the client got something different. I can't think of one time. I'm sure there's probably a time I just can't think of it. Can't think of one time where they got something different. They got the style I told them to get. And um, I mean, the rest is history. Like we know at some point, you know, with styles changing and things of that, I was going to say it again, with styles changing and everything, that people are going to want braids and they want that freedom. It's the summer. I don't want to be bothered with my hair during the summer. So let me call my stylist and see if she has a braid referral. All these things help you. All these things help you remain recession proof. So real quick, let me give you a couple of tips because I wanted to keep this short and sweet. I think I have about four or five minutes. As a stylist, you've got to create a plan. Like like a lot of times as stylists, we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Like, oh, I'm going to do this today and that tomorrow. I'm going to wear this today and that tomorrow. But now, yo, you got to create a plan. You got to create a massive plan. What did Tony Robbins say? Um, Massive action plan. You got to create a map. But create a plan of action. And don't bury your head in the sand. Because you know it's coming. It's on the news. Just because you don't watch the news doesn't mean it's not coming. And a lot of people did that with COVID. I don't want to hear about COVID. But then you got COVID. Oh, they're just exaggerating. No, you got COVID more than once. How did you get it more than once if it, was, if it wasn't real? But I digress, right? I guess I'm, I'm lucky I haven't gotten it yet. I'll knock on wood because it could be a matter of time. But remember that as a stylist, you sell a luxury, not a necessity. People don't have to come and get their hair done. They choose to come and get their hair done. If you are a solo stylist or a solopreneur, as we call it, let's get this plan together. Consider creating space for an additional booth renter or booth renters. Look, I'm always hiring. <laughs> I am always hiring. And I have an ironclad contractual agreement. If you want to see my agreement, just let me know. I will email you a copy of it. And you could just change some things up to suit you. But have an ironclad contractual agreement. Understand that agreement and hold that booth renter to the hold that booth renter to the fire. You know, the mall has contracts. The mall has several different companies in there, several different people of the same industry, retail. But they are all under an agreement. And they all have to follow the rules of that agreement if they want to stay at the mall. So you do the same thing in your salon. So let me give you some quick numbers. So let's use this for an example. You may want to take out a sheet of paper, okay? Let's say the average booth rent in the Charlotte area is between 150 and let's say 220. I'll say 250, between 150 and 250. Now, some will probably charge even more than that. But for this example, let's go with 200 weekly for booth rent. And let's say your monthly rent in your salon or your salon suite is $1,500. So I'm gonna go through this with you real quick. I want you to either follow along with a calculator or follow along on a sheet of paper. Let's say you hire two stylists and you charge them $200 weekly. 
So that's $800 each, right? 200 times four is 800. And then, you know, you have those months where you have five weeks, but we're just going to use four for the sake of this example. So you have two stylists that you hired times four. So that's $800 per stylist. You just made $1,600 for the month. Your booth rent is only $1,500. So you walked away with $100 passive income. Now you have a little bit more than that because you didn't charge yourself rent, right? You didn't charge yourself rent. So you have a few bucks more than that. Now, and if you, you know, you could divide that or multiply the $100 passive income times 12, you made an extra $1,200. You made an extra $1,200 for the year. So let's bump this up. Let's say you hired three stylists, charging them booth rent times $800. That's $2,400 per month. Again, your rent in your salon, barbershop, or suite is only $1,500 for the month. So that's a $900 passive income that you made. And remember, that still doesn't include the work that you do behind the chair. That does not include the retail that you sell, none of that stuff. So you walk away with all this money just by creating space in your salon. Remember, now your booth rent is paid up for the month and you didn't have to go into your account. You didn't have to go into your account to pay the rent at all. Why is this important? It's important for many reasons. One, we have a lot of salons out here with one stylist, huge salon, one stylist. Why? One girl told me, well, you know, me and my clients, we get into these, you know, deep conversations and, you know, we need our privacy. That is one client. You know, if you talk a little lower, maybe turn your music down or turn your TV down, you can still have those intimate conversations with your clients where your, your coworkers can't hear you because you are handling yourself more as a business professional than you are um, just some I don't want to say ratchet, but this is it's a business. It's a business all day. This is no just if it's no different if you compare what you do to say going to the doctor's office. You know, doctors have clients and we share intimate uh details with our doctors and sometimes a nurse is present. But you do know just beyond that wall, it's just it is just sheetrock. But you know why the person next to you can't hear? Because you're using your inside voice. And the thing about some salons, especially salon suites, is that we talk so freaking loud. I have to catch myself all the time. We talk so loud. We try to turn on the blow dryer and have a full out conversation about what we did the night before. So in that, you also have to be a little more professional if you're going to create space for other people to come in there. It, it is, it is the weirdest thing. Like why would you drop 2000, almost $2,000 a month on a landlord so that you can have a private conversation with one client? 
you could do that client's hair in a closet. <laughs> like it's just, it's so crazy. But that is something that we do. You have to create space so that you could start moving from good to great and managing your business as a business and not as a place where you and some friends get up and talk all your intimate secrets. If anything, create another service on the menu that says um, salon to myself. I did that during COVID. I was surprised at how well that went over. People were so nervous about um, being in the salon with other people, even though we wore the mask, we did the, you know, and we still do it. We still disinfect and all this other stuff. Um, people were still nervous about having other people in the salon. So I created a service called Salon to Myself. Um, it was double the price of everything on the menu and people paid it. And um, those days, the only days that you could come in and have the salon to yourself was a Sunday, Monday or Tuesday. And I took several appointments, but I blocked out like three hours where nobody else could book. Even if you were just getting a shampoo, that's a 90 minute service because I wanted the people to feel comfortable. So consider that, create space, work on your professionalism and get you some booth renders in there and stack your coins so you could be ready for this recession. Number two, I want you to cut down on some of your expenses and here's how. Specialize. Stop doing any and everything. Pick one or two things that you're going to do in addition to what you specialize in. And then you don't have to buy all these products. Like some of us are spread so thin with design essentials, Mazzani, Affirm. Um, we do, what is it called? I don't think they call it jerry curls anymore. But anyway, you do jerry curls, you do sew-ins, you do braids, you do, and you spread yourself so thin and you're constantly buying all this product for one person. I remember I met a lady who said, well, I only like, um, what was the product? Nairobi. And I love Nairobi um, products, but Nairobi, I mean, gosh, that that's a, a great product. But I just did not like, I don't like my client's hair to be like super straight like that. And even when I cut down on the time of the, um, the relaxer, like instead of letting it sit for 20 minutes, I would let it sit for 15. And like, it was just like, boom, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, a Dudley relaxer. So I didn't like that. I liked some, some texture to remain in the hair. So I eventually stopped using the relaxing system, but I use other things like the foam wrap and some of their conditioners. But I had this one client, she was like, oh no, that's all I use. That's all I, and mind you, this woman's hair was like super thin. And I would always say, you know, you don't even need um, your hair this straight. Long story short, you're either going to get on board with this new product or at least give it a try, or let me refer you to someone. So we did both. I referred her to someone and I said, if that doesn't work out, you can come back and I will use the product that I have. And she's back in my chair. But you know what? It wasn't the stylist. It was the connection. It, it was the connection. It was the whole, she was like, oh, you know, the kids were there and they was eating everywhere. And people, you don't, you don't know what you miss. Sometimes we're so 
what's the word? One of my clients said it the other day. She said, Tanya, she says, you know, you raise your kids a certain way. And then when they go out and see other things, they realize, whoa, you mean everybody doesn't live like this? So some, you don't know what you don't know is what I'm saying. So if you are used to, you know, like I don't send people under the dryer. I take you to the dryer. I don't send you to my chair. I beat you to the chair. I turn the chair around. And once you sit down, I turn you back around. Like I am very accommodating to my clients. You don't realize how accommodating I am to you until you go to a stylist that is not accommodating. If you want beverage, I'll say, hey, would you like something to drink? We have water, soda, you know, coffee, glass of wine. And say, oh, yeah, how much is it? It's nothing. And I get the water or whatever or the, the, the wine and I serve you. And it's on the house. You don't realize how accommodating I am until you're no longer receiving that. You don't realize, and some people get it right off the rip. And some people will tell all their friends, man, that girl's this, that girl's that. And even if I'm running late, some people don't even hold it against me. It's very rare that I'm running late. And I've already texted you like, hey, I'm a little behind, just whatever happened, you know. Um, and I don't make it a big deal. I do not make it a big deal, but I don't want to waste your time because I don't want you to waste my time. I want you to plan. I want you to come up with a plan of action. I want you to cut down on your expenses. And the last thing I want you to do is be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. You can't do it alone. You, you're just making enough to pay the rent. That's, you're not in business. You're, you are still operating as an employee. Like you're still a worker. Like if you don't go to work, you don't eat. If you use the guide that I gave you, you don't have to go to work and you're still going to make rent. You're still going to have money left over to do whatever. You can get sick. A stylist told me the other day, she was like, I can't afford to get sick because if I get sick, I'm not making money. Get no bills. You can't afford to get sick. You can't afford to do anything. When you're in a position where you cannot afford to get sick and you can't go on a vacation, you are not owning a business. You don't own a business. The business owns you. You don't run a business. The business runs you. You don't have a business. The business has you. So be honest with yourself. You can't do it alone. And that's whether you are married or single, whether you have help or not, whether you have a savings or not. Be honest. You cannot continue to work this way. You can't. The economy is changing. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's changing and it's been changing right in front of your eyes. And please don't use that. God's got me. I know God's got me. God's got all of us. He does. But guess what? He's sending people like me and other forecasters to prepare you. So I don't want you to be caught unprepared. I want you to have everything you need to get through this recession. Hey, that's my time. Let me get out of here. My name is Tanya Stokes. Hey, if you're a stylist and you need my help, if you're a stylist, a barber, esthetician, nail tech, and um, you're trying to figure it out to get through this 
recession that we're in. Give me a call and let's create a plan for you. 704-756-2752 is my number. Again, it's 704-756-2752. And I'd love to meet you. Um, send me an email at info at tanyastokes.com. Let's get together. It's time for me to get out of here. I'm Tanya Stokes. We'll talk soon. Bye.